adding about your topic because it's one of my favorite topics. Um, I think it was a very unique topic choice. So could you please tell us what it is and the motivation behind it? Okay, so my thesis topic is basically looking at the housing crisis for young adults, specifically in the U.S. and Denmark, and how innovation can help uh, make housing more affordable. And what was your motivation and what made you think, okay, this is something you could look at? Because it's not something you think of very much in an innovative sense. Um, it started from, I think I was reading an article on Bloomberg, and it says something about, like, Millennials have no chance to own any housing, and I saw a group of like uh, uh, five Canadians buying a million dollar home together, and that's the only way they could find a home to buy is by sharing it with five other people. Mm. And and I just thought that was a problem that a single person can't own their own home, or like maybe we should reimagine the way that we decide to purchase homes. Maybe that is the future that we should all kind of put money together and buy homes as a unit. Like if we could share renting with each other, if we can rent with each other, if we can share a car with each other, why can't we legally sign up to buy a home which creates wealth for people to open businesses and have other entrepreneur ventures with the collateral of the home? And so, why would you specifically look at the U.S. and Denmark? Uh, so, the first part, it was specifically for the U.S. market I was looking, or actually just the grand scheme of, like, major cities. Um, and then my thesis partner was in, in international business, so we looked at Denmark. Denmark is a little bit uh, more forward-thinking on this scale, so it doesn't really affect uh, Denmark in general or Copenhagen because the... Uh, Denmark has one of the best mortgages for its people, uh, mm -hmm. but in the U.S. specifically, uh, it because we are a capitalist structure, innovation and companies are supposed to, in theory, are supposed to fill the gaps where the government are is lacking. Specifically, right now, the government is rolling back on social housing, saying that it's not a right, that people need to find a way to own. How did you go about your thesis? Well, what did you do? A case study? How did you try to look into affordable housing or innovation in housing? Um, so specifically in the innovation, I uh, scoured the internet and just looked for what other people are doing in this front. So it's very decentralized, like you said earlier. There's so many different towns or or towns, states, cities, councils, councils, <laughs> <laughs> trying to solve this problem but they're all not connected. They're all not talking to each other. But I ended up finding this uh, competition that's based out of Utah, and they had a list of like uh, categories and all these companies that they were looking at, and I kind of just scoured them and saw which one looked, which one was more into actually owning properties, mm -hmm. because when you put affordable housing, um, it kind of encompasses poverty, like, poor housing and stuff like that. It doesn't really speak to the point of like, oh, people, it's affordability to buy, actually buy a house. Mm -hmm. So we looked at all of the different uh, companies there, so I reached out to about 32 companies, got back like uh, five from the US and four from Denmark mm -hmm. um, to speak to us and we just interviewed them and just kind of made it a very uh, open dialogue of like... So the companies in Denmark, are they like run by state or are they private? They are private companies with a uh, 
non like uh, with a social mission. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing specifically to get people to own to own houses in Denmark uh, because the state kind of takes care of that. Um, but there are companies that are trying to tackle like the issues specific to young adults, like student housing or mm-hmm. being able to find a place to live. So like a uh, Copenhagen Village is a student housing. We spoke to them. And they're like a student housing thing. Um, they get money from the government, but they specifically can only rent to students. And that's the only way that their grants will be granted by the government. So what was your like, most surprising finding? Uh, my most surprising finding was that the, the, uh, the kind of the roadblock when it comes to affordable housing. Oh, actually, the first part was affordable housing is not, it's, it's by municipalities and states and uh, different towns. It's not a national level. It's mm-hmm. not a state like a like a province or state level. It's it, It's very decentralized. It's very space by space or town by town, and that was pretty interesting. And then after that, it was just finding out that people are the biggest hindrance in actually making affordable housing. Everybody or the older generation feel like it's not their problems, like they do feel about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that each municipality, in order for them to spend money on affordable housing, it has to go through the people. And if the people don't see a need for these affordable housing, then the town or city doesn't get the affordable housing that they need for people to enter the housing market to buy. So it's kind of like the people not being educated is the biggest hindrance in affordable housing. What, because what were you, what did you go into like your, your preconceptions about the housing market, and what were you most surprised when you actually went deep into the research? <laughs> um, actually, uh, my conceptions of the housing market was actually true to what I felt. I felt the rules of the game um, did not speak for affordable housing, um, uh, and that was just speaking that. People, the entrepreneurs in that space do not see the value in creating these type of housing for people. Mm-hmm. And that's um, from the government and the government not giving them great incentives. That's also from not being able to make a, a great profit off of these housing, not being able to build it cheaply or spending the money to try to get like, so in context, the, the construction, construction innovation is, is one of the least, uh, industries of innovation mm-hmm. so they just stick to the status quo and in any type of innovation with that within that industry is very incremental things like the saw drill or like a way of like taxing yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. it's very menial things instead of like the actual grand thing like 3d printing which is something we did not interview anybody about 3d printing um, but that's just because it it is just very a niche thing. Like each municipality needs to grant this 3D innovation house, say that this is okay in this neighborhood, and then mm-hmm. for you to use it, that is actually not widely used. Like you can't use it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you, you said about uh, it not being profitable yeah. for these companies to make affordable housing. And you also mentioned about like the lack of innovation um, perhaps being um, a reason for that, but where do you think the, the innovation does need to take place, or and how can how do you think these companies can make it profitable for them? I think it's a, a systems shakeup. 
uh, as we think. I know that sounds very radical and stuff like that. There's two ways. The first way is, is, is we think about the innovation as the system as it is right now. And then those four different layers. The construction industry needs to figure out cheaper ways to build. The labor market needs to, especially skilled laborers need to find people, uh, more people, or try to recruit more people uh, to get into these kind of fields because the pricing of that is really high. Um, there needs to be money spent on educating the, the constituents of each municipality, letting them know that they need to, it's, it's for their children's future, that they need to have affordable housing for people to buy. And then lastly, it would be financing options. Uh, the banks are, after the 2008 crash, the banks were very harsh on their criteria, especially towards young people. And with young people, they have student loans, their credits is bad because of X, Y, Z. So there's so many things that they need to think about in terms of can we give students a loan based on a different criteria than the mass mm -hmm. criteria. And then another part of innovation is thinking of everything in the ground from ground up. The systems are all... Passing, passing risk from one one part of the one part of the uh, housing process to another, and then that also just gets passed to the consumer. Mm -hmm. So everything needs to be shaken up. Of like, okay, the risk needs to be set at this level, and then everybody feels like, okay, we can dabble into this market while not bothering our bottom line. So mm -hmm. the government needs to stand in, step up, and do something about that. So like all of those like four sort of layers. Mm -hmm. Like obviously, like you can't change everything at once. Yeah. But like, say if mm, there was going to be a target for one of them, yeah. which would you say would be like the most significant, have the most significant impact? The most significant impact would actually be government policies and uh, uh, public awareness. I intertwine those two together because the only way public funding can be used or the government can be make some incentives for government for companies to actually strive. The rules have to be set in their in the favor of providing affordable housing for young adults, and the public needs to be educated on that. And then the government needs to, after the people are like, okay, we're down for this. This needs to happen. They need to put into place a structure or some type of uh, metrics that they deem accept, uh, acceptable for companies to actually enter. Did you encounter any successful historical example of innovation in the housing market? No successful example. Um, they're all each one. I believe in future research that it should be. We should. I've identified the four problems of the housing market. I believe next in the next kind of further research, it would be more to just look at each one. Uh, I believe each one, each innovation as of right now needs to attack one of these problems. Mm -hmm. So there are some companies in America that we unfortunately didn't get a chance to talk to which they're taking another approach where they buy a, like they are stepping in for the banks. Mm -hmm. If a person comes and says, hey, I wanna buy this house, but they, this person doesn't have the capital to actually buy the house, this company buys the house for the person, takes on the financial risk, but you are uh, leasing to own. So every monthly rent you pay, goes to you actually acquiring that house for yourself. And then they do it for, I think, two or three years. So by the, the whole point is by the two or three years, you have like budgeted it yourself and got your credit score up to a certain point for you to actually buy your loan off of them. 
has it proven to be successful or um, you don't know yet? it's a small place in atlanta um they're actually doing really i think they're doing really well it shows that uh, i think it says like 50 percent of the people who have who've used their program has ended up buying the house which i think that's a very big success rate in the terms of were there other findings that were interesting to you or the f other findings is like I talked to a uh, architectural firm, and it was really interesting of like what they said in terms of like if the reason why they don't make houses to own is or condos to own or some type of like conglomerate of like a a, a development uh, for people to own is because if they make a hundred units of something and they sell it individually hundred people can sue them mm. for defects but if they make and sell to one developer only one developer like can sue them or take them to court for their things because it's just one owner mm -hmm. so the risk for them is to service the ultra rich rather than the young adults so that's pretty interesting to me showing that it kind of proves my point that the, the rules of the game just really does not work for poor and young adults to get into the housing yeah. market. Well, very interesting to listen to it. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for coming today. You're so welcome. And hopefully good luck. I, I hope you continue with your research. <laughs> <laughs>